Okay, a number of things uh, besides the uh, incredible impression and the Kiddushim Shemayim of the Sima Shas, where many of us are coming from, and the uh, davening and the like, and the Siam and the Kiddushim uh, Shemayim, we'll be hearing about some of the interesting details and in some of the drushes to come. And we even had representatives from our Shir and from our Elam to help everybody walk through the. Uh, I'll explain to them later what that means. But, uh, you know, there were, there were many very uh, vivid uh, aspects of Siat Shmaya, large and small, but nothing small, nothing small in Siat HaShemaya. Uh, Lamaisa, the, um, the few minutes here and there between things, so I um, had a chance to discuss with some of my chaverim, some of the kashers, uh, professionals. I said, uh, by the way, he says, we're, we're at an impasse, maybe you know the uh, science of it, uh, we have a steerer between the lac bug and the, uh, the shellac and the royal jelly. And the person I was talking to said, yeah, I noticed that. That's a problem. Well, we're not dreaming. Uh, if it goes through the system and comes out in glands, either that is Masis Pagufa or it's not. My mother is assuming that lac bug is not. And I, right after Meyerv, um, brought it up with Rabbi Heinemann, who I knew what he'd say because I know that all the Kashrus agencies in this country hold Shlach as much like Amosha does, but the main Svar is always the second Svar, and that is it's not food. So as soon as I started talking, he said, it's not a food. I said, but that was Amosha's second heter. His first heter was a dumb and a honey. He said, Taka, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he said, doesn't change that. I said, a second hetter, uh, I think, is, um, is very self-explanatory. Um, and then uh, he was, because the OU, everybody, everybody follows this hetter, he says it goes on wood. I said, a good four polish also. Uh, but the Mavas Magufa is, um, is a bit of an intriguing question over here, and it gets more intriguing based on what you raised last night. You sent me the email when I got home, and Baruch Hashem Sadiq reminded me, because I wasn't home since the, this morning when I left to see my shas, so I had a whole stack of papers which are sitting at home. But he was nice enough to print me, and this is much better than my printer, because it's a color print, and you wouldn't believe how vivid a color print can be of something I don't even want to tell you what this is. Okay? You couldn't make this stuff up if you tried. Somebody asked this shot three years ago, but I never saw the graphic details. I, the answer is going to be still the same, I believe, but... You can't fully understand the Shiloh's answer without being in this Ugya, which you all are by now. It's Mamish the Shiloh. How do you touch up a Masis Megufo? How processed does it have to be through the body to make it usher? So you've had the Nafkamina in royal jelly, we had the Nafkamina in Shalak, although Shalak had other stuff in Mahokal. And here we have, for the Musa Shaboy right away, we can't escape that. That's what makes this Alimit so important. It's not just Halacha and Asogi Alamdus, it's the Musa Shaboy. And that is, if you make something rare, you could sell anything to an unassuming public, even though it's absolutely the most gross thing you ever even want to talk about, and you feel like not eating for three days when you hear about it. And yet, it's selling for $700 a kilogram. The most expensive coffee in the world is, I, you don't think I'm making this up, so we're just going to uh, take the page. I something wanted to know, do I want all the pages? I said, no, the first two paragraphs are quite enough uh, for this sugya, but it's incredible. It's all for Yagda Tavi Adira. Forget all the funny people who are buying this stuff, which doesn't have actually, so you can't buy it anyway, because they add flavorings. I don't think they're going to come out with a hashtag on this one, but Kopi Luwak. Okay. Um, is that a person, place, or thing? I was thinking one of them. 
It's a coffee that consists of partially digested coffee cherries. Like you couldn't, if I had to dream up a Shiloh for this sugya, this would be it. But I'm not dreaming, it's just a nightmare. Which have been eaten and defecated by the Asian palm civet. That's like a cat-like creature that used to roam around in Asia and mind his own business and used to be happy. And now the PETA people are boycotting because they caught them all, put them all in cages. PETA's not always wrong, by the way. Why should you catch and torment these cute little civet coffee cats if you don't have to because the whole thing is probably ridiculous anyway and it might not be kosher and why torture them to get from their excrement and Yaakov that was the dafka uh, so just keep track of whether if I mix it up uh, so this is the defecated this is uh, if Wikipedia can say that I can say it uh, by the Asian palm civet. So it's a cute little cat-looking creature somewhere in the family. And it roams the trees, and it actually is very selective, quite uh, spoiled, and they, when they roam wild, now they're in the cage, and part of the complaint is they're, che- they're treating them to all types of coffee cherries, not which are, if you line them up, grade A, B, C, D, are not all the same when they roam wild. They actually are very choosy, and they pick certain ones, which probably goes into the quality of this, and the people who are trying to sell the real stuff we don't know who they are because everybody's claiming that real stuff, say that the quality's gone down because they're trapping them and they're giving them all the coffee cherries. Coffee, by the way, for the uninitiated here, the cocoa bean, the coffee beans from a coffee cherry. Got to go climb a high tree somewhere in Brazil and have somebody pay you from Folgers or wherever you are and uh, pick them. It's, it's a tedious process. And this is a coffee cherry in these countries of uh, Indonesia and the like. And... It eats, in the wild, hand-picked or mouth-picked cherries, which they then chew and swallow, digest. And then the cherries are fermented as they pass through the civet's intestine. Now listen. So again, if you weren't in this sugi, you would say, like, the Mayanaf Kamina, this information is very important. This is, Gufa, go through the whole thing. It's eaten, not even coming out through glands. No, no saving grace over here, except for one big one, which I'll get to in a moment. And it goes through the intestines, and they've been trying to figure out why this thing tastes so interesting. And apparently it adds some enzymes that's fermented, very similar to what the beginning of the process with the bee, but the bee just keeps it in a little stomach and regurgitates it. And the lac bug does it through the glands, and the royal honey is doing it through the glands, which we'll get back to. Cherries are fermented as they pass through the civet's intestine after being defecated with other fecal matter. You have learned already to eat before you come, no, in the last few weeks? Okay. Uh, they are collected. Collected by whom? Who in the world would think of such a ridiculous thing to do? Uh, who thought this was a good idea in the first place? I don't know, but this is from a Shanam Kadmani by the Aborigines of um, wherever they are in Asia, and even though they're in Australia, and they, uh, they collect them. I don't know who figured that uh, Who would cherry, go near this stuff? The cherries stay cherries? No, no. The cherries are basically eaten. There's a little bit uh, in the cover. I, I, after I got your, your communication last night, I read up on it. I love reading about you know, coffee beans that go through systems and intestines uh, at one in the morning. But it's not saying. So who thought this up? But it gets worse from here. So I just want to mention the first thing is we have an iser about the shaksu. And that is that we shouldn't be discussing things, whether they're kosher or not. You could say it's not Balta Shaksu. If the Velt is paying $700 a kilogram, how much Balta Shaksu could it be? That doesn't impress me. The world's crazy. A lot of crazy people in it. And they admit, you read some of the stuff on this, 
most of the pundits, I'm not a big coffee maven, believe it or not, the shocks people, but actually have the you know, regular stuff and the, the ground stuff that's not, doesn't go through people. People have asked me, there are still people who drink it like that? Like everybody's used to, Keurig and fresh brewed. The caffeine drug is the only thing I need. I don't really need the taste. If you like the taste, you have a fresh brood. So that people who, they can't, most of the Mavinim say this stuff is horrible. Some of them say it tastes good. But many of them say, not just because they're jealous somebody's selling coffee for $700, they say it doesn't taste good. And the, most of the experts agree the only reason this is selling is because it's rare and expensive, and if you have enough money, you like to be able to try, yes, I bought a Rolls Royce, and I also paid $700 for something that came out in this picture over here, which I'll let you look at the picture later. This picture is not just of the coffee beans, let me put that delicately, uh, which is why the color picture was very um, helpful over here, so you really saved the day. Um, and, um, and they collected. So who collected it? What collected it? But now everybody knows about it, and they're torturing the animals to, I'm not taking sides, and I'm not like this, but they now are capturing these animals because they're worth their weight in gold. Asian pumps, and vets are increasingly caught in the wild and traded for this purpose. Kopi Lowick is produced mainly in Indonesian islands of it gives you a whole list over here, and it's also widely gathered in the forests, produced in the farms out of the Philippines. The product is called Cape Emotit. Okay, gives you a whole rundown of the various names of Vietnam and the Philippines. Um, they're trying to figure out why it tastes so different. I don't, I don't use the word good. Producers of the coffee beans argue they process, the process may improve coffee, if you call that improvement, uh, through two mechanisms. Selection, they're choosing the best cherries, or at least they used to before they were caught. And digestion, biological or chemical mechanism in the animal's digestive tract, altering the composition of the coffee cherries. That is very significant for the sugya. So let's go back. You all know by heart already. We only have two sheets in the Gemara. Tanakama and Rabbi Akiva. Tanakama says the reason the honey is mutter is because it doesn't go through the system. It's not mamasas nagufo. They just take it, store it, add a little enzyme with the saliva, as the Pitara points out, and then they regurgitate it. And therefore it's mutter. Rabbi Akiva disagrees, and he says that according to the Tanakama, which is the Gemara says, according to Tanakama, any sherets or animal that does this, if they're not really producing it, it's mutter. Wasp honey, locust honey, whatever you happen to have. According to Rabbi Yaakov, it's Xerxakosov, Xerxakosov, we're not exactly sure down to the Acharnam what it's being mamayed, what it's being marba, but it's being marba honey. Is it being marba? We include anything else. That's the Shaila by royal jelly. And that's the Shaila by the wasp, as Gemara says, that part of the Shaila we know, Rabbi Yaakov holds wasp honey is no good. Anything with the Shem Levi, Shaila, what Shem Levi means, as we saw, it's mean mentioning the name of the Sharetz Tameh or just a different type of product. So Amisha assumes by Shalak, even the lack bug is clearly Tameh. And it's not, it's not a question of shame. Levi, forget the fact that it's referring to the Sheretz. It's not in the B department. So he also passed on the Tanakama. Shouldn't make a difference. But then Ramesh himself says, but those who passed on the Gabiyaka, we just have to be shame. We saw last night that there's a theory in the Machaber, how we really Paskin. So the jury's still out on that. And Rabbi Yaakov uh, holds, depending on Lavush Marshal. Ramesh says it could be a problem according to Rabbi Maybe this is not included. Would this Kopi Lowak? be included, take one at a time. Would it be included in the Tanakama? So, it doesn't look very good at the beginning. It's being fully digested, being excreted. You have to take it out of the um, thing it excreted. And it's clearly adding something because it tastes different than every other coffee. And the science, they discuss what enzyme or what uh, it's adding. And the digestion process is affecting it and adding and altering the composition. That's, that's their lushing. Well, Chaira, you could argue, according to the Tanakama, therefore should be usher. 
the argument against that would be that, like when Moshe used the Sfar by the Shalak, if it's not a food, then it wouldn't be a Shaila. And one of the definitions of not being a food is the system can't digest it. The reason this is coming out, it's coming out like a bad penny, and that's not a, that's not a mushal. The reason the penny comes out is because it's not being digested. So you could tie know that therefore it's mutter. I'm not convinced. Because, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be the problem per se, because the reason it's being expelled and excreted by this animal is because it takes whatever nutrients it needs, and you know, you'll say, but that's true of anything that comes out. The problem with this furrow is that it is being affected. The reason this is worth $700 is because it's affecting this bean. Now, how much it's affecting is really going to decide the shaila over here. I think there's a big atzad lahokal that's really coming out of coffee beans that wasn't digested. They're just taking off the cherry part. And then it happens to be that it's adding some stuff along the way. I wouldn't want to touch the stuff for many, many reasons. I'm worried about the baltashaksu. Is there, just if you think about it for a moment, even if you get past that baltash, baltashaksu is interesting. So yeah, it might be totally in the eyes of the boulder. And anybody who's paying $700, either they're really yuppie-ish, like the first people who ate sushi, who dared to eat sushi, and ends up sushi was pretty good. But people were eating it because it was stylish, and you could say you spent X amount of money on a new sushi bar. So this stuff, $700, you would eat this, I would think, even if you didn't like the taste, for the same reason you buy a Rolls Royce. Do you say you did it? Which is why the experts explain why this stuff is uh, considered for the elite and selling very well. There are some people, I'm sure, who do like it. I'm going to get some cold, nasty calls tonight from some uh, guy who might be listening. Uh, it has no hechshers. I don't know any from people who ever tasted it. You can go cultivate it yourself and roast it yourself. But there is somewhat of a baltashaksu. If you have to like not think about it and hold your breath, that might be a baltashaksu issue. And more importantly, I'm not convinced it's not mamatsu megufo and it's coming out of a non-kosher animal. Again, the argument against that is that it's not really part of it. They take the cherry, there's just a pit, and it's coming out. But as you say, well, we don't call this a pit, we call this coffee. Of course it's a pit, <laughs> but it's not it's coffee and cocoa. So this is a perfect shayla to chazer over your head. The sheet is now quantar biyankiv, what would you say? We have of only honey, not even honey of a different type, shem levai. Well, it depends how you learn shem levai. Uh, they don't call this, you have to look up the um, language where this kopi come from. Is this al shame? Is it al shame this? Kopi is the coffee. And the wack is al shame. Makes a difference over here with the shame levai. Is it al shame this animal? Okay, maybe, I don't know. Okay, so you have to, might be totally in that. Uh, he might say, as Marmesha seems to be suggesting, that no, it's not limiting to anything else, it's limiting each animal. Whatever it's producing, if that's the main thing it's producing, as you were asking about the other night, that's okay as long as it's not the shame levi of that main thing. And that's why Moshe holds is a sniff local in the shalak, which is a chiddush to me because it's not bchalal honey. So why wouldn't that be excluded? He said the exclusion is honey, main honey versus the other honeys, and shalak, this is the main product. Well, I don't know, this is the main product? It's not trying to produce a product. But either is lack bug thinking about it too much. It's producing a commercially very viable commercial product. Yes. Coffee is coffee. Coffee, plain, is coffee. And, and this is Shem Levi. Right, so it depends how you learn Shem Levi. So I'm saying, you have to keep about the sugya. Once you have this a few times, it becomes easy. And you can, however, it's a machlekes within a machlekes within a machlekes. You have to first have Pshat and Tanakama, which is unclear what the definition of Lamatis Magufu is. Then you got to know Pshat and Rabbi Yaakov, and then two Pshat and Rabbi Yaakov, and how far you're going to take 
these two pshatim. But thank you for mentioning it. It's an excellent example for this sugya. It wouldn't fit into any other sugya. It would actually be pretty disgusting. But the Musa Shabbat over here is that you can make something really feel good and feel special. There might be people who love the taste. I saw just in my cursory review for 10 minutes last night, at, late at night, a lot of people who are big coffee maybe even say, this stuff is horrible. Uh, horrible to par, certainly not better. Different, yes, everybody agrees, very different. But expensive, that's everybody's maskin. So that expense allure has an allure, which is why you have designer clothing and everything else. So the Musa Shabbat is the fact that something is rare and expensive doesn't mean you have to run after it, which is the sugya of diamonds, um, gold, silver, and everything our economy is based on, but that's a different mask. Anyway, fascinating, Shaila. Yeah? We differentiate, you could say, that chain of doesn't work apply here because all honey comes from bees. Not all coffees come from animals. Right. right. This is the only coffee that comes from animals, though. It does, it's not <laughs> this animal only produces animal this produces, coffee. That's all it produces. It doesn't produce that's what I'm saying. If you have to get in, if you ask the animal, what are you doing? He said, I'm eating. Can you leave me alone? But the lack bug would say the same thing. <laughs> it doesn't make, no, you don't have to get to the kishka. It's a bad mushroom over here. Only, uh, the, uh, honey, what? Honey can only come from bees, but uh, coffee grows on trees. I'm asking. That, that, that's a chil. The shayli is that we're looking at yetzim and atame. And man, let's get back now to the original thing with the royal jelly. We were trying to decide... Sheshas holds it. Sitzalaza opened up and he said, Well, it's Machlekazi Pasnai Tanakama or Rabbi Yaakov slash Rosheshas. Rosheshas said, If a Chamar drinks a lot of water and a lot of Meraglayim comes out, even though that's not Mamatsi's Megufo. Now, I expressed my surprise last night, the night before, the night before that. Urine is not Mamatsi's Megufo. It's a very different product than water. The Gemara says, No, it isn't. 95% water. And looks a little different, smells a little different. Basically, water. So that's not Mamatsis Megufo. So that's a riot. So this thing here, if the bean comes out pretty much the same, just has a few enzymes, a little thing in it to make it a little flavorful and different flavor, then that's still not Mamatsis Megufo, and therefore should be Mutter, according to Tanakama. Rabbi Yankiv will be a different story. So. You said before that the, the excrement is a different type of stream than urine. It, it, it goes to the actual bite. No, but that's I'm not discussing that. That's not food. That, that's no shayla over here. That's not the issue. It happens to be pretty clean till uh, right before it comes out. That's the scientists say, but it doesn't make a difference. Here, the myla, the reason why it might be mutter, is because it's really not, it's just sitting in something. And they managed to find it and take it, hopefully clean it. I'm assuming they're doing that. And then roasting it and sterilizing it. And uh, somebody's making a lot of money. The question is, it was affected, or else this wouldn't have any different flavor than any other coffee bean are not so drastically different. The question is, is that alteration enough? That's the Shaila over here. So, let's get back to the Shaila Ron in front of you, page four, in the Mincha Shlama. And this is, as I mentioned last night, extremely important. And we're going to cover this tonight and, and tomorrow night, page four, in the main set. And this is not only about royal jelly. You have to talk about royal jelly. This is a, really a referendum on how do we decide if something's royal achila and for food that was not kosher, went bad, to label it not as a food to make it mutter. Or anything in that type of category, you have to first define what you call royal achila. So we used to think royal achila is something that tastes decent, half decent, quarter decent, palatable. You can get it down. This, everybody's maskim, it's pretty bitter and it doesn't taste like much. Shlomo Zalman mentioned last night that that's not necessarily a svara 
to say it's not Royal Achilles Adam because he said either as Meraglayim or Yetzim and Aizem and Achaitem, we would not go, speaking of Baltashaksa, we would not go near any of this with a 50 foot pole. And Mamela, we would say it's not Royal Achilles, nothing is not a food. Shlomo Zama says the problem is it's Machshir Kabotuma and it's considered a food and a liquid and therefore maybe we have to redesign our, our definition. I suggest that perhaps the definition could be something that has some nutrients, something that can hydrate, something that does something for the system. Let's go to the second paragraph on page four. Amnam, Mashak Asafta, he's summarizing for the original shoyal. Sheno Tam, Nameshu Marukus, Vuhukain Tamsis. So the questioner here suggested that maybe it doesn't taste good because it's very concentrated, like a Tamsis to concentrate. Dumia de Machal Masafim, Sheno Rila Chilak Meshahim. He says there are other types of food in the food industry that are not really achila, alone. Until they mix it up with something else that's sweeter, makes it taste good, and interacts, and it floats around in there, and therefore that makes it achila. So he says, So Shlomo Zal makes a very important chilik. He says there are many food items that don't taste that good. Unless you mix it with something. When you mix it with something, it actually is a very nice mixture. There are many foods like that. Alone, you wouldn't like it. <laughs> but after you make that mix, the thing that didn't taste good now tastes good, and it'll give time to something else. That's not true over here. It's mixed a lot of honey. 37 parts to one, as it's as described. If you can isolate this, it still doesn't taste good. Didn't make the honey taste better? Honey didn't make this taste better, just that it gets lost in the, in the sweetness of the honey. Then a royal achila, batsam, it's still not royal achila if you hold it, it's not royal achila. But he's still not sure if we can label it's not royal achila. He's just answering that if it's not royal achila, the fact that mixing it with honey doesn't bother us. That lumdus is very important for other medicines. Do we say if you have an ingredient that really doesn't taste anything or it tastes horrible, but they're sugar-coating the candy, which is what they're doing, does that make it usser? Not necessarily. Because it's not adding flavor to the sugar. Sugar's not adding flavor to it. It's just that you can swallow it now because the sugar overwhelms the bitterness. So that doesn't make it royal achila. So that's a, a possible kula, but he said the main shayla is, is this royal achila or not? Problem is we have nice. They seem to say things far worse are royal achila, and that's the problem. And he goes on to explain. Go to the next column. Yes. Yeah, it has to be something that's a food or liquid. Yes. Yeah, but it has to be has to be something that's well. There are two sources he has there. One that's makabatuma, and the other one is machshirim. And meiraglayim is machshirim, mainly because it's probably looked at as water, which is the same as far as our sheishes of mayim in and mayim out. What? Do we call oranges water? What was that? Orange juice, straight orange, not orange. Mm, depends. If you have orange juice from concentrate, yeah, in Paris is anyway. But if you have orange from concentrate, by the way, just like we had, we spoke about this recently. Um, if you take the, the Gemara says, if you have blood and you separate the red blood corpuscles from the plasma, and then you put it back together, blood, if you eat it straight, doesn't this occur? If you separate it, even if you put it back, they do this ultra centrifuge in the hospital all the time. If you put it back, it doesn't have an Issa curse anymore. Is the Shiloh is still in the rice or not? And if you have reconstituted apple juice for your Mazonis bagel, which they're relying on that one sheet that might or might not exist, that that makes the Mazonis, even though it's not Tom Nugger's, that's the big problem with the Mazonis, or lack thereof, it doesn't taste sweet. But they say there's one sheet, maybe, that 
holds if it's rove apple juice, it's okay. That's why they always write in the package rove apple juice. Problem is, if you use rove reconstituted apple juice, it's water plus tamsis of apple juice. You put it back together, even though it's supposed to be the same, it might not have the same din al piyalocha. So the two might not be. So depends. When you ask about orange juice, are you taking reconstituted orange juice and putting no. water back? So are you taking regular squeezed orange juice? Yeah. So is that nachsher? Because if it's not nachsher, the beauty is it's not. That's well, it's, it's nachsher, beauty, right? but it's a, it's a problem because then when you make if you make a real mosaic roll with only made pears, like challah, you you have a shot, you have a problem with that first challah because it's not tummy because it was never moksha. No, but uh, yeah, I'm saying, but the orange juice, if it's reconstituted, would be because it has a bit of water. That's what I'm trying to say. So the point is, he's, he's saying, Mayra Gaim is machsher. Well, obviously, looking at it as water. That's what I'm right. Well, you, could, you could see that there are things that are machsher, they're clearly rodachim, right? And? So, so it may not be a raya. No, I'm saying, there are, the bad berries is not. We have, we have a list. All he's saying is, we have things on the list that we would never think in contemporary times are any shaykhah to a liquid or a drink. May Ragayim is urine. That's the biggest raya. So obviously, our definition of roi lachibuz adam is not so pushing. That's all he's saying. He reiterates in the next paragraph. Look at the next column. Lachain. Second column, halfway down. Lachain. Henamnam she'im. Amazon azenis arev me'elav tadavash. Even God makes up They made this mixture already. 37 parts davash and one part world jelly. Chashvayin desh lahatim yishim dahol v'enamash b'yachaz davash. It's certainly not helping matters. It's either bland or bitter. So once it's already mixed up, it's probably bottom. No, what is he alluding to? We have a din of maimid. Something that's very hush of to start something. A maimid, you make the thing that starts the maimid, that starts cheese. The maimid is not bottom into a bottom. He says, this is not a maimid. It happens to be very hush, it's more expensive. But this is not maimid. You're just taking something bitter and mixing it with 37 parts. Ain't the diamond of maimid, the diamond of the bottle. And therefore, it's bottle. So, but the evidence, if you made it, he agrees it's bottle. But you want to do this, you want to drink this mixture, eat this mixture, and you want to drink this mixture, which means he's not convinced that it's saruch, that it's not royal. He's not sure at the end of the truth. He says, I'm not sure. First glance, anybody would say, yes, this is Nisam Echizadam. Bitter, it's horrible, but Shalom Zalman said they'd also say that about Meiraglaim and Meiraz and everything like that, and Chazal say not so. And that's a problem. So he's not willing to go with it just for that, for Stama food, and the Yisraelim of Atmosarachili, even if it were Batul B'Dievit. Then he goes on to say, however, if the doctor is really suggested that it's for a Chayla, even a Chayla Shem Basakana, take a look at the next paragraph, of a Chayla Shem Basakana, Shaper Neil and his deity, the Shari, this is also a big item today. has been for 30, 40 years. And they say that the fish oil cures everything. And maybe cures some things, maybe not. And we're not taking sides on that issue. But if the doctors are saying it's good for you, they sell a lot of pills, a lot of uh, liquid things, a lot of gel caps with liquid inside of fish oil that's trafe. Either it's Known to be treif, or it's dogma below simonim, and it's treif. So the good news is they have companies that have extra that are doing this. I would not suggest, remember, this sugya is not just about kasher, it's about tinta manefesh, even if something is technically kosher. I would not advise buying the treif version if you could buy a kosher version. 
if for some reason the doctors are convinced they need this company, that, so then Maria Levy, when they didn't have a kosher version, writes a tshuva, and he says, Rachel Hashem Basakana will be mutter. Why? Ulam Shamayri Kisha Asum Hashem and Kadurim. They made it into pill form or capsule form. Shamati Mikam, he says, but I heard Shagam Mazamachus, because it's a health food product. Esher Lasas Bitsurish Kadurim. They also pack it into these gel things with liquid in the middle, the royal jelly. Listen to this cloud that Maria Levy had, Lakula. We know it's Machlek Zabiach Mishlakish and Yuma with the Chatzishir Zasam and Atayr or not. So Chatzishir doesn't mean when we stop early. It means you're eating a half a gazayas of something. She has a gazayas, eating half a gazayas. There's no malchus there. Is there an Israelis in Israel bottom? So we pass in Chatzishir Zasam and Atayr. And the Maria Levy says, that there's a klal, sinechal a klal, to be suri terish, ain't like a lame. If the isra started off already a lower isra, there's no malchus in the first place. Chatsi shia mutter mehatera, venimsa shazerak midwabana. Now, why would royal jelly, if it was or not get malchus? Because it's a yetzim in a tummy, it's one level down. So he uses the mari and saying the fish oil, he uses that to say that, well, the sheets as a hold, if it starts off as a lower isra and there's no malchus, then the chatsi shia of that is only going to be the rabbana, and may the ones the rabbana for a chadashem asakana. We could be makel, but he's that for the fish oil. But sirf im zedi tachnu chashiv kesurah mekar, and then of course the original shayla, maybe the royal jelly, not the fish oil, is not really where the achilam. Efshar shapel lahater avachel l'shem basakana. So Shalmazamin, like the tzitzliyas, is willing to be makel for achel l'shem basakana, and the tzitzliyas, if you remember, was willing to make even for somebody who just needs it as a vitamin for chizik haguf. If he's trying to address a particular problem and he's pretty convinced that it's going to be addressed, let's just see a few more lines. It's a divrechaim already. Another tzadlahokal is the reading in pill form. That's not the normal way to eat it. Most people, not just the pill, most people don't eat fish oil straight. They eat it with other things like fish or they sprinkle it on their salad. So the fact you're taking it as a medicine, you're taking it in a capsule, you're taking a spoonful, but it's like eating castor oil. Nobody eats that stuff straight. Shlokadach, Lassan, Deshem, and Dagem, Nitein, Rock, page 5. Lecha, Besech, Maicha, Mavushul, Mesach, and Leza, Dabra, Maicha, Zulasa. You sprinkle it on something else that's trying to be a seasoning for the food. Avalish, Deshem, and Daghai, Ein, Der, Bere, Adam, Lachain, Havi, Shlokadach, Achi, Lassai. The mutter lochayla sheim basakana. So the chaim is another tzad lahokol. Is you don't have to be a chalish yesh basakana chalasan. Even a chalish sheim basakana, the mutter for the fish oil, because nobody eats straight fish oil as their cuisine. M kain. So Shlomo Zalman says based on that, benidun didan harei ma'arvenes amazon malchus b'tavash. They mix the royal jelly and honey. Chashu gedera chachilasan. And he says over here, if the normal way to eat it is with honey, and it's considered a dish. That people eat normally, you wouldn't have this heter. Muslim malchus royal jelly itself is bitter, so no one's gonna eat that straight. But they never serve it like that. They serve it mixed with a lot of honey. And according to the second svar, the divrei chayim, that's not gonna help us. But I still hold his mutter for ben ben kadurim. In the kadurim, in the pills, is certainly So you have that svar there. And he holds, there's a svar again of, perhaps it's not roi la achila, perhaps, and the Maria Levi svar that if it did not mock in the first place, if you're eating a small amount, it's only a chatzishir, and there's very little royal jelly compared to 37 parts honey. So those are the three hatayim. We'll recap that in Mitzvah Shem tomorrow night, because the next paragraph is going to be a separate part of this. We'll see that uh, tomorrow night. Next week, what, is Wednesday already? Wednesday. Uh, the whole day went by in a... Uh,